You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. Here's Pastor Kurt and Lance Hoppus. Good evening, and God bless you, South Texas, and everybody else who may be listening in the world. We appreciate you, and we thank you all very, very much for your your listening ship and for paying attention to what it is that we're doing. Um, we have many of you out there who have been listening to us, I find out, for years, and I find that to be amazing, and thank you very much. It's God's blessing. God, uh, I truly believe that God came to me about eight years ago and wanted me to start this radio show, and I had no idea how this was going to happen. And I did, and Pastor Kurt joined in with me to, to assist me and to help me, uh, my permanent co-host, and I can't thank him enough. It's God's blessing. And we have a lot we're going to talk about tonight because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm Lance Hoppus. Pastor Kurt's in studio with me. And, Pastor, I'm going to start out with some scriptures from Habakkuk. Habakkuk. No, it's Habakkuk. Habakkuk, Habakkuk. No, there's no A at the end of it. It's Habakkuk. Okay. Habakkuk. Habakkuk. K-U-K, Cook. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Grasshopper, let's go. He and I do this all the time, so that's okay. The reason I want to read this to you is because the other evening, I had an opportunity to go see something, and we're going to discuss that in just a little bit, okay? It was pretty horrific, but we're we're going to have a discussion about that. But I, I came across this scripture that a friend of mine told me about, and it's just so very, very appropriate. And, it, and Habakkuk, H-A-B-A-K-U-K, Habakkuk. One of the small prophets. There, That's what I was going to say. Yes, he's one of the small prophets. What is a small prophet? Small prophet doesn't mean that there, there was something less about them as being a prophet. It just means that their book was small. And doesn't mean he was short. <laughs> doesn't mean <laughs> no, he was four does, foot one. No. It, you know, it just means that, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, you got to have a little levity before yes, we're getting yes. ready to go. All right. So in Habakkuk, Habakkuk 1, verse 1. Well, it's actually verse 2. How long, Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen or cry out to you violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There's strife, there's conflict, it abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that the justice is perverted. And the Lord's answer, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. I am raising up the Babylonians, the ruthless, in impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are feared, and they are a dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swooping to devour. They all come intent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities. 
by building earthen ramps, they capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on. Guilty people whose own strength is their God. Lord, are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One, you, you will never die. You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. When you do, you tolerate the treacherous. Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? You have made people like the fish in the sea, like the sea creatures that have no ruler. The wicked for pulls all of them up with hooks. He catches them in his net. He gathers them up in the in the in his dragnet, and so he reaches in and is glad. Therefore, he sacrifices to his net and burns incense to his dragnet. For by his net he lives in luxury and enjoys the choicest food. Is he to keep and emptying his net, destroying nations without mercy? So I find that when I read Habakkuk, it goes on and on and on. Habakkuk is angry. He's very angry. He's angry with God. He's angry with God, and he's asking God, why do you let all this stuff happen? Why are you doing this? You, you have absolute power. You, have, you can exercise absolute control is what Habakkuk is thinking and saying. So now I'm going to ask everyone that's listening to this show, and you're hearing me right now, how many times have you been that angry with God? Because what happens as you go on to read in Habakkuk, Habakkuk comes to understand he had no right to have that feeling towards God. He doesn't have that right. None of us do. God allows injustice to take place according to his will. He can stop it anytime he wishes. Sometimes he just wishes to let it keep on going. What's going to come out of this? How's it going to play out? What's going to happen over here? What's going to he lets it go? It's his will to let it go. It's God's right to let it go. It's God's right to let crime and ugliness and sin go because he is the one who created each and every one of us, and this is his world. So at the end of reading Habakkuk, he comes to understand this, and he realizes that, you know, God, God's going to fix this stuff. I just have to hang on. I just have to, number one, I may get caught up in it. I may get caught up in this, and I may have to go through some of the physical suffering that comes with it. I may have to go through some of the anguish that goes with it. And that does not really matter as long as I do not give up my faith in God. In the fact that as long as I hold true to my belief in him, my faith in him, as long as I hold true, when my life here on earth is done and it's over, I will be in that everlasting place with him, in peace, in glory, in happiness, in those who came riding in like wild wolves and created all the pain and anguish in the world, they'll burn in hell eternally. I won't, because I stuck with him, and I believed in him. I saw the other evening, 
can't call it an event. It was a meeting. A meeting which showed a film wasn't a film. It was videos of the situation that took place in Israel October 7th. This wasn't put together by a filmmaker. They, they had gathered together the video footing, the video clippings, and we're going to go to break here in just a few, golly, a few seconds. So I'm going to talk about this when we come back. Okay, Pastor? You bet. Yeah, it's uh, important. You and I were both at separate uh, deals where uh, I was dealing with the hostage families that were here in the United States talking about it. It's, a, it's, it's, it's absolutely horrific what's happening to the hostages as a result of what took place on October 7th. Uh, this is the God Family and Country Radio Show, and we're grateful that you are listening with us tonight. Uh, you're going to hear some commercials, and we're going to be talking about it throughout the show again about the event we're going to have on February 28th, which is called Common Ground. It's going to be an event where we're going to bring Christians and Jews together because there's never been a time where we've needed each other more than we do right now. Anti-Semitism is all over the place, uh, and it is it is horrible and it is nasty, and the Jewish people need us. And I'll explain why that is and biblically why it's, we should be supportive of that. But Christians are also being persecuted and being persecuted to a level of about 360 million across the world highly persecuted. And there's a time when we're going to need our Jewish brothers to help us. This is common ground, and we're going to be getting together and talking about and creating relationships. And you're going to be able to do that by simply getting a hold of me because of security, where the location will be. Uh, you can have, we'll send you an invitation. And you do that simply by calling, or excuse me, by emailing uh, myself, Pastor Curtis, at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Mark your calendar. We'll be talking more about it soon. We'll be right back. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this this before, and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. The Jewish Foundation of San Antonio has set up an Israel crisis fund. Your donation will be matched dollar for dollar by a $1 million match from the Bar Yadin Family Foundation. 100% of your donation and that match goes directly to the victims of terror on Israel. Here's how you get in touch with them to make your donation. Write this down. Jewish Federation of San Antonio. Their phone number 210-302-6960. That number again, the Jewish Federation of San Antonio, you can contact them to donate to the Israel Crisis Fund, 210-302-6960. Remember, 100% of your donation and that match goes directly to the victims of terror on Israel. We thank you very much. 
You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. Our Constitution is a document in which we the people tell the government what it is allowed to do. We the people are free. Good evening and thank you. This is the God, Family, Country Radio Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your listening. When Before we went to break, I started to talk about a, a meeting that I went to. Um, the Israeli consulate was there, a member from the Israeli consulate was there, and another gentleman was there who is president of the uh, Jewish Federation here in San Antonio. And um, it had been put together by the Israeli government, <clears throat> a, a, a series of videos, a compilation of videos that were gathered together, and they were all taken from body cams and from um, personal phone videos and phone phone pictures. Body cams from Hamas. All, all, all the body cams were on Hamas, a few body cams on responders. Um, so what we saw was we saw the actual footage. But before I get into that part, I'm going to start out with a preface on something on, on this. When we look at the scripture, old scripture, we go into the Old Testament, back into the, for the Jewish people, the Torah. We look into the old scriptures, our Old Testament. God commanded Dan to kill all the Canaanites, to kill them all, kill every single one of them. Nobody will be left alive. Kill everyone. Don't bring back a goat, a pig, a chicken. Don't bring back a cart because you think it's going to work good. Nothing. Dan didn't do it. And Dan suffered severely at the hands of God and the people of Israel suffered severely. We go later in time to where we have King Saul. The same command was given to King Saul by God. Same command. Once again, Saul did not do it. He was to kill the Amechalites. Well, who were these people, the Canaanites, the Amechalites? Who were they? Here comes the real rub. They were the people out of the land that we now know as Gaza. The Philistines. That's who they were. They were the Philistines. Don't hate. Don't believe me. Don't listen to what I'm saying and take what I'm saying as absolute truth. You go online. You look it up. And learn yourself. Take responsibility upon yourself. Go look it up and read it. And then you tell your children and you tell your grandchildren, you tell your wife, and then you tell your neighbors. You tell everybody you can get to listen. Because here's what happened that I saw. I saw the people of Hamas, the terrorists of Hamas, totally untrained. No sophistication to them whatsoever. No military experience. These people were, they, Hamas was operating and functioning out of nothing but the zeal and lust for blood. All they wanted to do was commit the most horrific violence that they could, could possibly commit. The film is more than evident of it. They took, the idiots took pictures of themselves doing this the body cams on themselves, and then they would turn and they would do selfies of themselves, videos, video selfies of themselves, committing these horrible murders. 
I saw in this film where one of these people, one of those young men, 20, 22, 25, 26, called home to his mom and his dad, 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 I'm a hero now. I'm a hero. I'm a hero. I've killed 10, maybe more than 10, all with my bare hands. I've killed them. I killed them, dad. I killed them. I'm a hero. Mom, can you hear me, mom? Can you hear me, mom? I'm a hero now. Mom's wailing and crying in the background. Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. I watched this film go on, these videos go on, this compilation compilation go on for over an hour. The same stuff. Saw a man. I'm a Vietnam vet. I've, I've seen a thing or two. These things didn't shock me. It's horrific to see the real, the real dead bodies of innocent people in their cars on the street. That that wasn't a shock to me. It, it's it's sorrowful to see that, but to see a man shoot a guy who was IDF, the man went down and he wasn't dead, and he grabs this the Hamas man has everybody filming him and videoing him, grabs the man by his helmet, jerks his helmet backwards with the chin strap still fastened, so the neck is totally exposed takes his knife and carves his head off. Saw the whole thing right there. That part, that part I'd never seen. I've seen decapitated people, but I never saw anybody in my life sit down and do anything like that and pick the head in the helmet up, wave it over above his head as if, as if he had a victory trophy. Sounds horrible, doesn't it? Now, Couple it up with this, women and children as Hamas participating in this horrific murders with these other men. But here comes the real, the real, the thing that I've seen again and again and again, and it never really grabbed me like it did the other night. Now, I've seen Hezbollah when Hezbollah started growing in Lebanon. You know what I'm talking about, Pastor Kurt? <laughs> Mm -hmm. And their pickup trucks riding around, waving their flags, you know, like they're in a big parade. Hey, look at us. Seeing ISIS doing the same thing. But the other evening, I saw the same thing, but the pickup trucks were loaded with dead bodies of the innocent people of Israel that had been slaughtered by these animals, slaughtered by them, coming into Gaza coming into the town and the people came out not by the tens, not by the tens of hundreds, but by the thousands screaming, cheering, ranting, raving, jumping up and down, everybody clamoring, trying to get into the pickup truck to spit on the dead bodies, to grab the dead bodies, to drag them out of the pickup trucks, to pull them into the street so they could stomp on the dead bodies. Not one, not two, not 10, not minus children, the little children, the poor little children. They weren't being kept at home to avoid all this horror and all this terror and all this violence. They weren't sequestered away from seeing this. They were in the middle of it. They were in the middle of it. So what you see and what you learn by seeing something like that, that I learned from it, was we have a place of people that they want to be called a country. They want to be called a nation. 
and they don't deserve it. They're the most vicious, most vile, most horrific populace of people I have ever imagined in my life. And like I said, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I've seen a thing or two. I never saw this kind of horror. And I'm talking about the real horror comes from the lack of humanity, the lack of love for your fellow man, the lack of humanity. Never seen that before. When this group of people started out under Yasser Arafat, at that time, I think there were like 348, 350,000 of those people. There's now 2.3 million. They're in Gaza. To call themselves Palestinians. I completely understand why there's no country in the world, not a single nation in the world, will take them as refugees. They give lip service to it. They yakety yakety yak about how unfair is they're being treated, have to have a two-state solution in Israel. That'll be the answer to everything. They won't take them. Their neighbor, Egypt, won't take them. Jordan won't take them. Syria won't take them. Lebanon won't take them. Iraq won't take them, and Iran won't take them because they know that this is a pocket of evil, evil, evil violence. You need to tell your friends. You need to tell your families. And you need to be questioning why it is that the United States government can't be seen anywhere there. We're not involved anywhere. You don't see us anywhere. We're not there. Why? Why is our government pushing for a ceasefire? You know, folks, you're listening to this program, and I'm going to take up the better part of this 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 the show right now, probably because it's got a lot to say here. But I want everybody to think about 9/11. You're in America. Listen to this show. Think about 9/11. What was the result? What was the consequence from 9-11 for the world when we were attacked and our twin towers were brought down? The financial capital of the world were brought down. What happened? This nation went to war almost at the blink of an eye with the Middle East. We went to Iraq. We went to Afghanistan. We stayed for 20 years. 20 years. So it's time we start asking our congressmen, our senators, why are you calling for a ceasefire from Israel? Why? Those people have to be eradicated. Pastor Kurt? Uh, The thing of it is, is that once you've seen those videos, and I have seen them as well, um, you can't unsee it ever again. It's uh, it's planted in your brain. And the description you gave was good, as horrific as it was. It, it's, it was good. Uh, but uh, we have to understand that we're, we're dealing with absolute evil. They have no regard for human life if you are an infidel and how do they can classify an infidel they do it in two classes they do it for the jewish people they are hell-bent on destroying them um, 
In addition to that, they are hell-bent in destroying the Christians. Uh, we see it more in Africa right now. We see uh, uh, Christians being destroyed um, by Boko Haram and other groups that are there, ISIS. Uh, those things those things are all taking place right now. To add to what you're saying, Pastor Kurt, to validate what he is saying is you have to remember that Hamas is not a separate group of Islam. The people of Hamas are Muslims. They are of Islam. And the mantra of Islam is that all infidels have to die. All infidels have to die. Everyone. None to, to be left standing. Hide me behind a rock. Hide me behind the tree so I can attack the infidel and kill him dead. It says it in the Quran. They all have to die. That's you. That's me. That's your daughter. That's your son. That's your grandchildren. That's your neighbor. All have to die if you're not a Muslim. The very word Islam means to submit in English. So you either submit to Islam or you are to be beheaded mm -hmm. there to destroy you. That is from the Quran. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's understanding was something that uh, since obviously since nine 11, more people have become aware of it. But I think that, you know, now we're talking about generations that have come uh, after that. And they don't know. They haven't experienced it. They haven't seen it. Um, they they tend to isolate themselves from understanding this. And, and it's important that we know it because the point of it is, is that they are, in fact, coming after you. They're coming after me. Their, their destruction is something that that's all they think about. They don't think about anything else other than stopping for their prayers to a God that does not exist to Allah. There is no such thing as Allah. It is not the God, the one true God, which is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's only that God and there is no other. Um, it's incredible. I want to hear, you know, more about what you have to say about that Lance. I want to talk about what I experienced this last week. Uh, with the uh, families of hostages that are, are still being captive um, and the horrificness that they are going through that they were aware of to be able to share with us. It's incredible uh, to see the things that are happening right before us and understanding how close we truly are to the end of days. We're going to take this break. This is the God Family and Country Radio Show. I want to encourage you to tell your friends and family about the show. Uh, certainly, uh, you can catch our podcasts that are out there. You do anywhere you're getting your podcast. You just put in the God Family Country Radio Show, put in Pastor Kurt, and it'll come right to the top. We'll take this break. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Larry Miller, and my wife and I are missionaries in El Salvador. We go to some of the poorest people in the Western Hemisphere. Many of these people live in mud houses with dirt floors. They have no running water. They don't have any latrines. We're trying to bring them hope. We're bringing them the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're bringing them food. We're bringing them medical help. We're doing it for the least of these in the name of Jesus. If you want to help us, contact us at CFCI. That stands for Christ for the City International, CFCI.org. 
O-R-G slash El Salvador. I also need help. So any of you doctors out there, nurses, paramedics, contact us. We could use your help. Come down for a week with us. You'll get more out of this than you give. It'll change your life forever. So if you consider being with us, cfci.org slash El Salvador. Thank you very much. God bless you. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before, and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. America is freedom. Freedom of speech. Freedom of religion. Freedom of enterprise. And freedom freedom is special and rare. God, Family, Country Radio Show right here in South Texas, San Antonio. KTSA 550 on your radio dial. So you found us? Don't go away because I think you you might have an opportunity to learn something and gain something from this program. You know, Pastor Kurt, um, when when I saw those videos, again, I I found it very, very sad. It, It wasn't breathtakingly shocking because, unfortunately, I've seen that stuff before. Mm-hmm. Not the vicious murders like that. Um, I, I have never seen the, the wanton, the, the desire to want to kill somebody so bad as you stand out in the middle of the road like a traffic cop and hold your hand up to stop them. And then when they stop, you shoot them dead in the cars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they were doing. Killing children didn't make any difference. Yeah, they were taking children and they were, they were baking them in ovens. Yeah. Saw a whole small infant, saw a whole trailer full of dead bodies. Um, that were not dead at the time they had been shot, but they were still alive. They were thrown into the back of this trailer, doused with gasoline lit on fire. Right. They did that to, by the way, to infants that were in the, in the kibbutz, the, they were still in their homes. The babies, obviously this was an early in the morning event, about six 30 in the morning, uh, Israel time. And, um, uh, babies were still in their cribs and, uh, they doused them with fire and, uh, oh, excuse me, doused them with uh, fuel. And then lit these little tiny infant babies on fire. This, this, the, the, we're not we're not dealing here with you know a, a form of humanity here. We're we're dealing with absolute pure evil. This is you know, Pastor Kurt is. is it, people don't look at it this way, but I see it as the most violent gang on earth that is a threat to the entire the entire nation of humanity the entire community of humanity. They are a threat to the entire community of humanity on planet earth, period. That 2.3 million people are a threat to the sanctity of humanity on earth. Well, let's talk about what's happened this last week. Well, I'm not Uh, finished. Okay, go ahead. 
We've got over, since Joe Biden's been in office, we have over 8 million people that have crossed our southern border. Mm-hmm. Over 8 million people. And I'm telling you folks, do not think for a minute that a large portion of that 8 million people, even 25% of them, aren't of the ilk in the same thought process as those people that came over or the, the, uh, the same people of Hamas. We will eventually see terror strike here in the United States. We have to get this border closed up and we have to stop it. You, I'm telling you, they're here. Hamas has headquarters just the other side of the border. Hezbollah has a headquarters just the other side of our border in Mexico. I'm not telling, this is no, this is no top secret information. Go online, look it up. Go online, Google and look it up. Be prepared. No, it's a, you know, it's, it's just so, it's just so awesomely disturbing. Um, that it, it's very hard to wrap your head around uh, what, what we're seeing. Again, we're, we're we are racing here towards the end of days, and 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 there's purpose in all of these things that are happening. Because, and I say that to you, because we serve a sovereign God, and a sovereign God has allowed it to happen. He he's he's done so for a reason. Um, ultimately, when we've been talking about this lance over the last uh, several. Um, months now uh, i think we're on day what 122 or something like that 123 that this has been happening and and uh it, it, it what what i what i witnessed this last week and we what what had happened was is there were some families of the hostages in israel that were invited to come to the United States and to talk to uh, different groups. And if you're in the San Antonio area, the, all the news media was there for it. Um, and uh, which is, I was very happy that they were. And, and they were talking, uh, the families were talking about not only the relationships that they had uh, w- with their family members, uh, what, what type of people they were, their, their, their love of life, the love for others. Um, but they were talking about how they've been treated as these hostages and they have been starving them to death. And you're talking now about 120 days, giving them just enough to be able to continue the torture that would go on to the next day and the next day and the next day. And here we are some 122, 123 days later that these things have been going on. In addition to that, the beatings that's been taking place with them, the rapes, the rapes of the women that are there, uh, all of those things um, are, are, are extremely real. You know, I will say to you, as much as I've been paying attention to all of this, and I know you learned this too from, from the meeting you were at, is that uh, one of the things I was not aware of was the women and children of, of Hamas that were weaponized. They, they had weapons and they, were, they themselves were killing the Jewish people participating in it. We're talking about small children that were participating in. And, and that's something that, you know, is just, you just really seriously, you just can't wrap your head around this idea, but they have indoctrinated their children. And, and for them, they have this idea, of course, from the Quran, that they will, uh, because they are killing the infidels, 
that they will immediately uh, be, they, they get a pass to go directly into paradise is what they call their heaven. Uh, they'll call it a paradise where they're going to, um, uh, where they're going to have their 72 virgins that will be with them. And um, they'll have their own harems and all of these things that will take place. And the reason why you saw the mothers just being so supportive of all of these things, it actually made the mothers feel wonderful because they knew now that their children were going to be in their paradise. Yeah. Which, by the way, does not exist. Their paradise will be held. And that's exactly where they're going. But the, the, the point of all of this is, is for us to have this better understanding because the Biden administration has created a new doctrine, the Biden doctrine that's going to, that was just introduced from the State Department, that Gaza will become a state for the, for the Gazans, for the uh, Palestinians. That happened this week. I told you this was coming down. Well, we, 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 I, I told you that, that the Biden administration is intent on overthrowing Netanyahu. Yeah, well, you know, the, the thing of it is, is that, you know, what Biden has been doing in supporting Israel to a certain extent has been has been detrimental to Biden because um, these are voting people here in the United States and he doesn't want to lose their vote. So they've come up now with this this idea that Gaza, when this this when the hostages or remaining hostages that are alive, they don't really even know how many are alive that are going to uh, they're going to be released. There's going to be this pause that's going to take place. But ultimately, Gaza will become its uh, its own state. Now, uh, from a biblical standpoint, uh, God told us that these things would take place. Um, but let me tell you what this does to us in the United States. The wrath of God will come to us. I believe we're under judgment already for the things that have happened since early 2015. But this event. Uh, this this is going to bring God's wrath down on all of us. And if you're listening to this program, you need to get with your families and pray. Yeah. Pray, pray that you're going to be saved in God's pre precious protection from the horrors that are about to come to this nation. God said in Joel, the third chapter, we've talked about it before on the show. In the third chapter. God says that I'm going to bring all nations down to the Valley of Jehoshaphat, and I'm going to enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered amongst the nations, and they have also divided up my land. The judgment, the wrath of God is coming. And all nations that support that, support this idea of a two-state solution, will be brought into that wrath. It's not going to be just the United States. It's going to be every nation. Just look at the UN, uh, all the nations that are supporting it. And by the way, it's most of them, by the way, most of them, if not all by now. It is horrific, and uh, it's amazing times uh, that we live in. This is the God Family and Country Radio Show right here on KTSA. Tell your friends and family about us. Uh, we're going to be talking about an event coming up very soon, so stay tuned. God bless you. We'll be right back. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground. 
where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before, and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. My dad, a gentleman, taught me valuable lessons growing up. Walk closely with God, have a strong work ethic, and always do the right thing. When working with clients, these lessons have served me well. When we meet, you'll have a thorough understanding of the strategies we use. Robin Hopp is here, president of Big State Financial. Ultimately, we will find out what your goals are in retirement. When do you want to retire? Do you have enough saved to retire or is there a gap? If you want your hard-earned retirement safe, protected from market losses, and an income for life, call me. 210-373-6000. If you're concerned about outliving your retirement savings, call me. 210-373-6000. We're here to serve, and as my dad taught me, always do the right thing. Give me a call, 210-373-6000, 210-373-6000, and let's get started. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. You are born to stand out. Set yourself apart from this corrupt generation. Be, Be saints. saints. God Family Country Radio Show. This is Lance Hoppus and Pastor Kirk here in studio with me. Folks, when you you hear the subject come up about Israel, about the Middle East, about the Jewish people, about Semites, anti-Semites, please pay close attention to words of emotion. Words such as, and, and it's with any political situation that comes up, climate change, global warming planet warming, oceans are dying, women, innocent civilians, all these words, all these phrases, pay attention to them Do and embrace yourself emotionally that you do not get caught up in the emotions of the phrase because they all, all these phrases, and there's many, many more, they all strike a chord in your heart. They strike a chord in your stomach. Okay. Save the Palestinian children. Does that strike a chord in your heart and in your stomach? You, you can't imagine. Well, why would you not want to save the children? Well, folks, it's nobody's responsibility to save the children, but the parents of the children. Why do the parents of the children have the children in harm's way? Why? Well, can't help it because Israel bombing and bombing and bombing and and pounding on them with their artillery, they can't get out of the way. Yeah, they can. Oh, yes, they can. They can go south. They can go south towards the border of Egypt. Now, Egypt doesn't want them, but they can go down there. You see, all these words of emotion come up to strike the chord in somebody's heart says, well, we, we have to call a ceasefire to protect the children. Israel is not the one that started this war. Hamas, the Palestinians, 
the Muslims started this war with Israel. And then they turn around and they throw out all the words of emotion. Got to save the children. Innocent civilians are being slaughtered. Women are being slaughtered. Children are being slaughtered. Women and children are being slaughtered. They do this immediately. And what they do is they get your mind off the, off, they change the narrative of the fact. The fact is that they went into Israel just at sunup and slaughtered over 1,200 people. Well, the nations of the world are, are, um, are, now a part of all of this in a, in this very real sense. So the UN has a group, Lance, and the U the, it's it's called the the it's UNRWA, and, and uh, yes, and this and this that that acronym stands for this, the UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees is what it stands for. Uh, it is a it is a United Nations Relief and Workers Agency for Palestinian Refugees. And, you know, these are people that they're asking for donations here in the United States. These are people that you and I know that were on the ground with Hamas on October 7th. The statistics are that 49% of that organization, 49% of the people of that organization supported or acted actively in that attack on Israel of the U.N., where U.S. tax dollars go into to support. Well, you're, you're thinking about donating because you have some, uh, you know, some some idea that uh, uh, this is going to help the Palestinian people. It will not. The money will go ultimately directly to Hamas. Mm -hmm. And um, um, it, it's horrific. Uh, th this information was just released to us in the last week, week and a half, that uh, – this uh, organization, the United United Nations Relief and Workers Agency for Palestinian Refugees, um, they 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 come up with all kinds of uh, you know heartwarming names for something like this, and we, we just don't realize uh, if you're not paying attention to what's going on. And by the way, your tax dollars are going to all of these things. Uh, they, uh, they we fund uh, millions and millions of dollars to. Uh, to the UN. I would say it's billions of dollars actually that are being funded to the UN and they fund groups like this. And they were actually embedded with the Jewish people or in, embedded with Hamas when they attacked on October 7th. Yes, they were. It's absolutely unbelievable. O over 60 of them, over 60 of them actually actively carrying weapons, killing people. Yes. Uh, it, and, and they know that because they have the statistical fact on it. Right. Uh, the, the idea of a two state solution, um, it, it goes back to, to, uh, the Obama administration in 2015, uh, the U S is on the, is on the, is a permanent member of the UN security council. And there are 10 nations that are a part of that group. And, uh, they vote every single year to divide the state of Israel into a two state solution. This has been going on for years and years and years and the United States uh, is usually typically in the past has been the nation that stands up and says no. And um, but during the Obama administration in 2015, when this came up from a vote, the United States abstained from the vote, allowing uh, the rest of the nations to vote. And they voted all of them, all of the, the remaining nine voted to allow uh, a two-state solution. So the UN recognizes as a two-state solution already. And I believe 
I believe with all of my heart, based on what God tells us, that we have seen the judgment coming to the United States. I mean, if you look at the horrificness of where we stand as a nation between 2015 and where we are today, it, it's hard to imagine that this has just been a natural progression. No, it isn't. It's a judgment that has come. And this judgment is specifically about what we have done to the Jewish people. We have to remember that God says that what you do to Israel, I will do to you. He says in Genesis, the 12th chapter, again, at verse three, he says, I will bless those who bless you, speaking to Abraham, and I will curse those who curse you. And he is not speaking to the son that is Ishmael. He is not, God was not doing that. He was speaking to Abraham's descendants from his wife, which would be then Isaac and Jacob, of which God changed Jacob's name to Israel. And so when we see this horrificness that's taking place, God told us that these things were going to happen in the scriptures. I mean, they're literally jumping off the page at us. And yet there are so many people that do not know their Bible. Go, go look at Joel, the third chapter. You can look at the look at all of Joel. Quite frankly, it's a it's a very small book. It's only a few pages long, but but you see what God says He will do to the nations that have divided up His land, and it is His land. The, the, we we have as a nation, Lance. We have no idea what we are messing with. We have no idea. You know. Many times God has been silent. He's allowed these things to take place, but make no, no, no mistake about it. There is a God, and it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a God that says and does exactly what he says he's going to do. And any nation that tries to divide up the land of Israel will pay a very significant price. And we, and we look at it and we say, well, well, I, I didn't vote for Obama. I didn't vote for uh, the Biden administration. Our nation did. They were presidents. Uh, Obama certainly was president. Biden is president of the United States. I want to, can I add something to that right now? Mm -hmm. you, you no, go ahead. Used, what you said, Pastor Kurt, is so critically important to the mindset of the American people, meaning that most of us do not really understand what Pastor Kurt just said. I didn't vote for Biden. I didn't vote for any of that stuff. I don't personally approve any of that stuff. I don't know how to get it stopped other than when the next other than when the next election comes. So remember, always remember the Constitution of the United States. Every nation has a charter or a constitution. Our constitution says of the people by the people, for the people. We, the people, of the people, by the people, for the people. We are the government. We are the ones that are in control. Our charter, our constitution says so. We have allowed those people that we chose to go do our work for us in Washington, D.C., to take over and to take control. They snatched control from the people of this nation like a like like a lion hungry for a chunk of beef. They reached out and they snatched it away. 
We have to get control back. We have to take control. You know how you take control? You vote. You vote the Bible. And you see to it that your vote is counted correctly. That's the best way to get started retaking control. You tell your friends, you tell your family, you tell your children, and you're going to hit rebuttal from it, aren't you, Pastor? They're going to bow up against you. Your children will probably bow up against you. Oh, mom, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you're, yeah, well, okay, what do you know? See, what do you, what do you know, Junior, little Missy? What do you know? So They don't know. They know what they've been taught in the public schools and in the universities. That's what they know. Which is uh, nothing biblical at all. It's uh, It's been godless the entire time. And that's one of the reasons why we are having this event on February 28th. I keep talking about it because it's something that's going to be very important for each and every one of you that care, that truly believe the word of God. For you, you have an opportunity. Mark your calendars February 28th where you can come and be with us and you can have the opportunity to be able to meet our Jewish brothers and sisters, and they're going to have the opportunity to meet you. This is so important because the Jewish people, and I'm talking about those that belong to God, those are the ones that uh, are our brothers and sisters. We are the wild olive branch that Paul described that was grafted into the family of God. We are part of that family. They are, in fact, our brothers and sisters. What time will it be? It's going to be at 7 o'clock. Uh, doors are going to open at 630. Uh, it'll be from 7 to about 9 o'clock. It's going to be an opportunity to have this incredible, great meet and greet. Uh, I'm going to be speaking uh, uh, as long as well as uh, some of the rabbis here in town. And then also, uh, we're going to have uh, a briefing from the IDF that will give us sort of an up-to-the-moment uh, briefing on what's happening in Israel. And, you know, by the time February 28th gets here, there's so much that could change that's going to be so uh, so important for us uh, to have this understanding of what's really taking place. It's important for us because God says to us, so goes Israel, goes the world. And right now we need to be prayerful for the Jewish people. We need to be prayerful for Netanyahu and for his, for his government, that they stand strong, that they stand up against this Biden doctrine uh, of dividing the state of Israel. Uh, you can't reward these people. I'm talking about Hamas, Palestinians. Let them go and slaughter people. Over 1,200 of them, over 1,500 of them are total are dead. And, and then reward them with a state? And they think that that's going to solve the problem? No, it's not. There's never been a time for us to come together and to understand truly how much we need each other. I'm talking about the Jewish people and Christians. And you can't do that if you don't know who they are. So come and be with them because there's a time coming when they're going to be here for us, just as we will be there for them. Again, the persecution that we're seeing is not only just for the Jewish people, but of Christians. Now, because of security reasons, we're asking that you send an email to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Send your email to pastorcurtis at gmail.com. I'll spell it for you. It is P-A-S-T-O-R-K. 
K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. We will send you the invitation so you'll know where this event is going to be held. You'll have an opportunity to come and be there. You'll get the chance to meet Lance. You'll meet myself and so many others that will be uh, that will be participating in this event called Common Ground, where we bring us together. We're going to take this break. God bless you. We'll be right back. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. Have the strength of character to make the world a better place. Leave your children a United States that they will be proud of. God bless you. God, Family, and Country Radio Show. I'm Pastor Kurt. In studio with me is my best buddy, Lance Hoppus. And it was a tough first hour, Lance. I mean, uh, uh, hard, hard to talk about the things that are going on. But if we don't start waking people up uh, to what's going on, I think we're going to find ourselves in... Um, yeah, you know, we, we were we were called to pay attention. We were, we were called by God to know the seasons and the times that we're in so that we would know when we could anticipate two things as Christians. One, when we would when we when we would anticipate the rapture of the church. We're to always be prepared, always to be prepared, always looking. Look, we do not focus on the world. That's not our our what we're, we were called to do, but we were we were called based to know to know the seasons of what are happening in the world because Jesus himself is the one that gave us the seasons to know all of these things. I'm reminded um, that I've talked about it before here, uh, Matthew 24, where, when Jesus gives us this parable of the fig tree, we, we're talking specifically about Israel. He's telling us, he says, now learn this parable of the fig tree. The fig tree is mentioned several times in the Old Testament as Israel. It's a description of Israel. So Jesus says, now learn this parable of the fig tree. When his branches branches have already become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. Jesus says then, so you also, when you see all of these things, know that it is at the door. So assuredly, I say to you, Jesus says, this generation will by no means pass away till all of these things take place. Heaven and earth will, will, will pass away, but my word will by no means pass away. What Jesus is telling us is that when Israel begins to bloom again, in other words, when the Jewish people had returned to their homeland in 1948, uh, uh, and then another significant date is the Six-Day War that took place in 1967. Why is that significant? It's significant because from God's time clock, especially from a prophetic time clock, it starts and stops based upon the Jewish people being in control of Jerusalem. And so what Jesus was telling us is that the generation born of that day would be the terminal generation that would see his return. It's not my words. They're the words of our Lord and Savior. He says that generation would be the terminal generation. So how do we know that we're truly living in the last days? This is exactly what Jesus has set before us. It, it is, it, it is mind boggling sometimes to think about all the things that are happening in our world. Um, but to see prophecy literally jump off the page at us is something that, um, listen, there's people from, you know, uh, great theologians from the last two or 300 years that only wished they could see this day. Abraham, 
uh, would have rejoiced to see these days coming place. Jesus actually told us that. It, it, it's very interesting, Pastor, how how these things work and how they play out. Uh, we're to be ever vigilant, to be paying attention. Um, don't be surprised. We're never to be surprised when these things happen um, because we're supposed to be able to see it coming at us. October 7th, who'd have seen that coming? Okay, but it came and it came, it came viciously. It came uh, explosively. But then what is it that happened that you don't see coming? This Biden deal, the Biden the Biden doctrine of the Biden doctrine, which is calling for the two state solution as soon as the hostages are released in, uh, in in Gaza. The point the point I'm trying to make here is is we have to be always prepared because the wheels are constantly turning and grinding forward on this on the timeline, right? And, and, for- and they're happening so fast, sometimes so quietly, we don't even see it take place. You'd think it would be more significant. It's going to be more significant. There's going to be a violent, violent war coming. The United States will not be participating in it. We will be pulled away from it. We will probably be divided just like what we're trying to do with Israel and Gaza. I say probably divided. Have you ever seen our nation more divided than it is right now? I'm talking civil war. I, you know what? I, I So I'm with I'm you. not calling for a civil I, war by any means. No, I know, no, no. I, I know I'm you're fearful not. that that's what may be coming. And I believe that that's possible no matter who is our next president. Exactly. Uh, that that it, doesn't, yes. it does not matter one side or another, but we are so deeply divided. We have forgotten how to be just be Americans pulling in the same direction. And, and so um, all of these things are happening for a reason. Um, but there was a story that came out um, this last week, and it was uh, from the activist post. This is a, 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 a writer that spends a lot of time understanding what's going on with the Fed and the dollar and all those types of things. And I thought it was interesting, so I wanted to bring it up. And since you're the big money guy, I thought you'd be the great one to, to kind of <laughs> give us some commentary on it. Um, I'm not that, a big money guy. <laughs> well, what I mean is you, un- you understand it, and you, you <laughs> that's where I was going with it. Um, We'll start calling you the big guy. Well, <laughs> my wife and I, we do run a financial, we, we're financial advisors here in town. I've been in doing business here in town for 34 years. Yes. Yeah. So the, the title of this, uh, the story is uh, the, uh, this is the blueprint for how the dollar goes kaput. It says failing to fix the spending problem spells disaster for the United States and for the U.S. dollar. The Congressional Budget Office projected that the U.S. government will add $20 trillion to the national debt through 2033. $20 trillion is an absurd amount of new debt, the story tells us. And there are very few groups and institutions capable of loaning such a vast sum of money. Social Security, for example, the story tells us was one of the largest, was the biggest buyer of U.S. government bonds uh, for several decades. And at this point, they own roughly $3 trillion of the national debt. But Social Security is now bleeding so much money that the program is no longer able to loan the Treasury Department any more money. 
Foreigners also used to be highly reliable buyers of U.S. Treasury bonds. Even as recently as just a few years ago, foreign ownership of U.S. federal debt was more than 33%. But foreigners are rapidly losing their appetite for U.S. government bonds, and their ownership has plummeted to now 22% very quickly. And the story goes on and says, now in many ways, it's good that the U.S. no longer owes, uh, uh, owns so much of the debt to, to the foreigners. There's, there's a positive on this side here. But it says, except that this only leaves one reliable institution remaining to buy up all that new debt. And who is that? The Federal Reserve. Why? <laughs> because the Federal Reserve has the printing press, right? It says that, remember, the story goes on to say that, remember that the Fed's unelected Federal Open Market Committee, the FOMC, holds periodic closed-door meetings to make decisions about the U.S. money supply. When they expand the money supply, they give it a very technical-sounding name, like quantitative easing. Quantitative easing. Quantitative easing. But ultimately... What this means is that they conjure trillions of dollars out of thin air with just the click of a button. So let's talk about some of this for a minute. Um, I mentioned a moment ago, my wife and I are financial advisors with Big State Financial here in town, here in San Antonio. We own our own practice. Uh, We're working day in and day out with people on retirement planning. Uh, getting your money in a position where your money is going to be safe, never again to lose any more money, and to have a true, honest, predictable income that you know is going to be real. Now, I didn't say all that as an advertisement, but that sets up where I'm going next, okay? So we're going to come back to this. I'm going to share some Social Security situations for you when we come back. Some concerns, huh? Big concerns. Folks, this is the God Family Country Radio Show. Um, the, one of the great things you can do with the show is is to go back and see the podcast that we do. And our podcasts now are on every continent of the United States. We've we've just been doing this for about six months now, and it's really starting to take off and grow. And so, just put in the God Family Country Radio Show if you want to bring it to the top. Just put Pastor Kurt next to it, and it'll come right to the top. This is the God Family Country Radio Show. We'll be right back. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before, and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. 
Hello, South Texas. When it comes to retirement, it's not just what you earn that's important. It's what you keep. I'd like to share an idea with you that can help you keep more of your hard-earned retirement savings. The government controls what you keep through taxation. What if there was a way to turn your retirement savings into tax-free income? Where will your retirement take you? Traveling, spending more time with family and friends, or just relaxing and reading a good book? Speaking of books, I have a great book that you'll want to read right now. Robin Hop is here. Go to my website, bigstatefinancial.com, and request a tax-free retirement book. Go to my website. It's the name of my company, bigstatefinancial.com, and request a copy of the book, Tax-Free Retirement. It's real and it's free. Visit BigStateFinancial.com right now and request your tax-free retirement book. That's BigStateFinancial.com. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. Our Constitution is a document in which we the people tell the government what it is allowed to do. We the people are free. God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt Lance Hoppus uh, with you on this beautiful Sunday night. We're grateful that we can do this show and and to be able to share, share things that we pray are going to bring you closer to God, uh, that you have a better understanding of his attributes, that you have a better understanding of his word, and that um, you know that in the end, everything is going to be all right. But there are trials and tribulations that we all go through. And um, uh, the, this is certainly one of those precarious times with the things that we've been talking about tonight. Lance, I, I had just shared that 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 story uh, that we talked about in the last segment about what's happening with the Fed and, and money and um, how because there's so many baby boomers now that are on Social Security, that it is just really starting to explode, uh, according to this article. But I thought maybe you could take a few minutes because of the knowledge that you have in dealing with these types of things. What What is it that's happening with Social Security now? And is it going to be able to last, you know, the, the, the time frames that they're telling us? Well, we'll let the story tell itself. How's that? Okay. So in our practice at Big State Financial, we work with folks day to day on easing into retirement. Mm-hmm. That phase where you go from earn a paycheck to you're no longer going to have a paycheck from your labor. You're going to be in retirement. And in, in doing that, we work with folks in, in setting up their 401ks, their thrift savings plans, their whatever it is that you have out there, your IRA, setting them up in a position so you can never lose money. It's always going to keep growing, and they will have a perpetual lifetime income for as long as they live. Now, in all that being said, Okay, we have plans and products that give us a guarantee. This is important. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Because, well, <laughs> I'm not saying that you're not. I'm just saying this is an important feature. I have to give this here so you can understand where this is going. We have a lot of our plans that have a guaranteed interest rate in them uh, for 10 years, 15 years. Some of them guarantee up to eight and a quarter percent interest a year. Now, by the way, is that just so I know, is that forever or is that only for those time periods that you're talking about? That's for life. For life. So, well, no, no, no. The interest rate. The interest rate there is for a contractual period of time, seven years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever the contract it is that says that the companies will pay that interest rate. Okay. Now, that's how much the money earns, okay, to be utilized towards income. Now, 
That doesn't mean that when somebody goes into retirement, they start taking eight and a quarter percent money out. Doesn't work that way. You get paid a percentage of what it is that, that your account has earned. So a person 80 years old with some of our plans, they could be drawing out seven and a quarter percent of their total volume of dollars that they've earned every year for life. Okay. For life. And just so we can have a good idea of this, this is they've taken their 401k money and they've taken their savings and everything. And now they have, they've purchased this. I haven't really, it's not really purchasing. They've just, they've set this plan up. That well, that, you yeah. Have yeah. That's going to guarantee this income for them. Yeah. So you notice that the withdrawal amount is less than the earned amount. Right. Gotcha. So now if a person is say 65 years old, depending on the plan and the company, their payout rate, if they start taking it at that time, may be 4.75%, 5% because they're younger. Mm-hmm. Money has to last longer. So sure. the companies pay out a little bit less. Got that idea, okay. right? I'm with you. When we sit down and we work up these plans with a client, we take a look at their total volume of dollars they have coming in from where the different areas that the money is going to be coming in that they know they're going to get on a guaranteed basis, i.e. Social Security. Okay. Because that's a big part of people's income, monthly income. Social Security is promised to us forever, right? For as long as we live. That's what I heard. But remember something. Social Security is not what's classified as a defined benefit. The government does not owe it to us. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. You got to go online. Look it up. You got to look it up in the fine print. But doesn't owe it to us. So we work with almost everybody we work with. Well, everybody we work with, unless they're a school teacher, has social security. Now, why, why is that? Why is a school teacher? Well, you got 470 some odd school districts in the state of Texas, and many of them have opted out. I think there's only seven school, di- 17 school districts, might be more, might be a little bit less where they do pay into social security, but they've been allowed to step out of social security. I never knew you could do that. Well, because of how they're employed, where they're employed at. Okay. They pay into Texas retirement system. I see. So back to the social security issue. We work with clients where social security will account from anywhere from 10 to 15% of their total income up to 25 to 30%, sometimes 50% of what will be their total lifetime income meaning Social Security money coming in, plus IRA money they have sitting somewhere, plus annuity money they may have sitting somewhere, plus maybe a retirement plan from some different company or organization, all adds together, right? Gotcha. Okay. Majority of the time, that Social Security is a big chunk of the required money for them to live comfortably. Okay. Here's the problem with Social Security. And, and, hey, I get my Social Security check every month, and I just got a big, fat raise. Really? Yeah, yeah. Good thing, right? That's a good thing. I would think. What's a two-edged sword? Happy, happy, happy. Ooh, man, what does that mean? And here's why I say that. Because Social Security, if you don't draw Social Security, every year that you wait to take Social Security from the time that you reach full retirement age, forward every year after that, your Social Security benefit will increase get this will increase at the tune of eight percent a year so if you're 66 and a half 67 years of age and you wait 
another year, your benefit will be 8% greater than what it would be if you take it now. Got that part? Okay, I'm with you. And then we get COLAs, which I, I, which I just got. You get a, get a pay increase. It's cost of living. Oh, okay. Cost of living allowance, okay? 8% increase. Cost of living allowances as you're going on each and every year. Keeps going up and up and up. The problem with that is that Social Security is only earning by the way it's invested, which is in the national treasuries. Okay. At the rate of about two and a half percent a year. And that's what this article was talking about. They they they're they're buying bonds, is what they're doing. That's right. So when 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 companies that deal in retirement set somebody's retirement up, they always structure it so that the client is taking less than it earns, not more. You can't take more than something earns. We have a whole nation full of people, and we baby boomers, I'm coming up on 77. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm 76 now. A few months from now, I'm going to be 77. We baby boomers, our populace coming into Social Security is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger with less and less young people behind us to be paying into Social Security at lesser amounts because they're earning less. Okay, we've got a bunch of losers out there. That's long and short. Got a big population of losers. Paying in less to Social Security, draining the Social Security, uh, the Social Security bank down. They're giving more in Social Security than what it's earning. That's unsustainable. Just like we're printing more money than what we really have to back up the money. Totally unsustainable. It's a collapse. It's going to fall apart. There's no other way it can happen. So I had heard something. I was listening to the news, and they were talking about it, and they were saying that uh, Social Security is strong enough right now to get us to 2033. And then what? Do I have that right? Yeah. Well, and I know this because uh, congressmen are starting to talk about it and they said, we haven't even addressed the issue. No, they don't want to address it because they don't have an answer to it. The answer to it is very simple. Stop giving pay raises, put the money in a position where it's going to be, you know, interesting fact here. Okay. Margaret Thatcher of England, England was bankrupt. They were toast. She's known as the Iron Lady. Yep. Ronald Reagan called her the Iron Lady. Mm -hmm. She made it mandatory that everybody that took a retirement plan in England, everybody who retired in England, had to take their what we would call a 401k or their federal government retirement money. They had to put it into an annuity because an annuity would guarantee that would never be lost, could never go down, and it gave a guaranteed income for life. The economy of England started going back up again. People got off dole. They got off that that dole. We have to come up with something like that for this country because our financial house is not in order. We're in bad shape. That's all I got to say about that. It's not good. Well, at the very end of the article, it says this. It says if no action is taken you know, to, to fix this problem, it says the scenario that I've outlined above is going to play out over the next five to seven years. And, and, and this, the rest of this article is pretty bleak. Um, and it's, uh, hopefully we're not saying this to scare anybody. It's just, it's just one of those stories that, you know, I'm starting to get older too. And uh, you, we, we look at these things and, and um, we, I, first of all, I never knew that social security um was buying U.S. bonds, yeah, and and so three trillion dollars of the debt that we currently have. But 
they're talking about here in this article that we're going to be looking at $20 trillion in total national debt through 2033. So when we get to 2033, we're already now at around what, $34 trillion? Isn't that what, or $33 trillion? Yes, sir. That's right. So by the time 2033 rolls around, they're going to say it's going to be another trillion dollars, another $20 trillion. Well, that's $53 trillion. There's no way that that's sustainable. No. Look at it, folks. Look at it like your household budget. Um, if you're in a position where you have credit cards, do you not try to keep your credit card debt where it's manageable so that you can pay on it? Um, that's why we keep hearing over and over again every year that the government's going into, into a stalemate because they don't know if the government's going to stay open. Will they be able to pay the budget? And then the big fight starts back and forth between the Democrats and the Republicans. That in itself is a shame. It should make every American stand up and go to Washington, D.C., every American, and stand there and demand that they get it fixed and get it fixed now. It should not be left or right. It's straight down the center. We can afford this much money to spend on our credit card, and anything more than that, we can't because it's bankrupting us. And I know too many people that had to file bankruptcy because they over-limited the debt that they had in their household. So I don't know if you know this or not, but what is the average interest rate on credit card debt right now? Oh, man, it's gone back up again. Uh, I'm seeing credit card debt now that's um, 18, 25, 30% again. <laughs> but that's completely unsustainable. No, oh, you, can't, you can't do that. Um, you can't pay that off. So the, the last pe- pe- people, Kurt, Pastor Kurt, people pay into that, and they sit across from our conference table, and they look at me, and, and we don't deal with a lot of credit card debt. Fortunately, most people come to us. They've grown beyond that. But we do have clients that have that debt. What do I do about this? How do I get out of it? How do I manage this? You know, I, I want to retire. Well, we have to eliminate the debt. So let's take a look at the first thing first. First thing first is we need to look at where's your highest balance. This is my highest balance, Okay. How much is the payment on that? Is this which one has the highest payment now? Well, this one has the highest payment. Okay, so that this one has a higher payment than the one with the highest balance. Okay, so credit card B, the balance is less than the one than A, but the payment is higher than A. But and it also has a greater interest rate. Twenty, let's say twenty five percent. Every time they make a payment on that credit card, that that interest rate doesn't go down. The balance barely moves because the payment goes to the interest. See what's happening? Yes. So they can't get out of it. So what do they do to get it's out a, of it? It's a vicious circle. We, we've got to take some money from somewhere to get rid of that thing so you can take that payment and add it to the next one that's the biggest. So now you're making double payments. Get rid of that one. Then we go to the next one. So now you're making triple payments on the next one. You, it, it's it's actually, you know, I had this idea 25, 30 years ago. Dave Ramsey talks about it all the time. Well, we, we actually went through the Dave Ramsey program. And um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we're com- we don't have credit cards. No, we're, we're completely debt free. Don't have one. Don't want one and, ever. Uh, it, it is. Uh, it, it, that's why I had to ask, because I don't I don't even know where they're at. Uh, if we don't have the money to do something, we flat out don't do it. Makes just, sense. Uh, and it's really living on a budget. 
Folks, this is the God Family and Country Radio Show. We want to encourage you to go to the God Family and Country Radio Show on our podcast. Uh, check us out. We're, we're, we're doing fantastic with it. Make sure you follow it. Uh, you, wh- wherever you're getting your podcast, God Family Country Radio Show, put in Pastor Kurt. It'll come right to the top. Even if you don't have the chance to watch us right now, uh, follow it and you'll have the opportunity to really uh, get some great content. God bless you. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Larry Miller, and my wife and I are missionaries in El Salvador. We go to some of the poorest people in the Western Hemisphere. Many of these people live in mud houses with dirt floors. They have no running water. They don't have any latrines. We're trying to bring them hope. We're bringing them the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're bringing them food. We're bringing them medical help. We're doing it for the least of these in the name of Jesus. If you want to help us, contact us at CFCI. That stands for Christ for the City International, CFCI.com org slash El Salvador. I also need help. So any of you doctors out there, nurses, paramedics, contact us. We could use your help. Come down for a week with us. You'll get more out of this than you give. It'll change your life forever. So if you consider being with us, cfci.org slash El Salvador. Thank you very much. God bless you. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before, and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. America is freedom. Freedom of speech. Freedom of religion. Freedom of enterprise. And freedom freedom is special and rare. Folks, this is the God, Family, Country Radio Show. Pastor Kurt, Lance Hoppus in studio, and um, we've just been talking about social security and some things that are coming up. It's just stuff that we not we don't normally talk about. I, I found the article interesting here that uh, came from the activist post about really how much trouble we're in uh, with social security. And since we were graced by the presence of Lance Hoppus being here, I thought we'd spend a few minutes and talk about it. And and um, you had mentioned Dave Ramsey. Uh, when I, when, when God had called me into the ministry, I knew that we had to do some things because, you know, there's no income for what I do. And it, it is, uh, uh, it, it was, it was an absolute necessity. If I was going to do what God was calling me to do, we had to be debt free. And we used to be those people that, uh, uh, we bought new cars. It seems like uh, every, this is prior to the ministry I'm talking about, um, where we bought new cars every, uh, every year and a half or two years. Uh, and, uh, you know, you'd roll that into that car payment into another car payment. And all of a sudden you've got this, you know, monstrous That's right. car payment coming. And I'm, I'm shocked by the car payments that we see uh, today. Um, uh, the latest report was this, that the average car payment in America is between 900 and a thousand dollars a month now. 
and um, and and the default on those those car loans is extremely high. Uh, was it uh, if you remember what sixty three, sixty four percent, something like that? Yeah, that are running anywhere from one hundred and twenty to one hundred ninety days behind. Behind, yeah. So uh, it, it's a very real problem. And um, so for me and, and my wife, we we realized that we had to get our house in order. And uh, the only thing we could do was knuckle down. We, we kept our cars. We paid them off. Uh, we drove them right into the ground. And uh, we started knocking away credit card debt. This was, this is, you know, 22 years ago that we were talking about that we did this. And uh, it took us, Lance, about five years, five and a half years to be able to wipe out everything. Um, and... Um, you know, it, it was for me, it was the only way uh, to uh, to to be able to continue in the ministry and do the work that I do. So it's it 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 was important to make sure that we were able to wipe that out. I'm not boasting about it. I can tell you it was the hardest thing that we ever did in our life uh, uh, to do those things. But but uh, there's such a freeing um there, there's just a, such a freeing feeling that comes over the fact that we don't have things like that. Car breaks down. We, we you know, we got to come up with the money to fix it. And um, uh, if we are going to buy another car, which we don't buy new cars, we buy used cars. Uh, we're buying a used car. We better have the money to pay for it or we don't get it. So um, uh, it was it was a very disciplined act that we had to take. But we were doing this all for the glory of God to be able to being the position to to be able to be a blessing to so many other people. It's really something, Lance, to, to hear about stuff like this and, and know how desperate we really are as a nation. It's unchristian to be in debt. There's nothing where Christ says it's okay to be in debt. Um, you, when you're in debt, you're a slave. You have just enslaved yourself to the person you owe or entity that you owe that money to. If you don't think so, just don't pay them and see what comes out of that, okay? Um, to, to, to charge interest is anti-biblical. It's against God's word for anybody to charge interest on a loan. Um, I think you knew that, right, Pastor Kurt? It's anti-biblical, and if you want to borrow any money from anybody, you have to pay interest rate on it. Uh, that's the way it is today, your car, your home, uh, your credit cards. So you're breaking God's word and breaking one of God's rules for you. It's not necessarily a command, but it's a rule of life that God has given us. And we're breaking that. I've done it. Hey, I was in debt, man. I was, you know, I was a young man, made all the same mistakes, but I tried to learn from my mistakes. I just try to pass down what I learned and what my wife and I learned. We are totally debt free. And I like to trade my truck in every couple of years, but when I do it, I'm trading that truck in. So when, and I like a nice truck, you know, and I like wearing nice clothes. I don't run around in a hop sack, you know, but, um, I don't go in debt for any of it. If I can't, if I can't pay for it, we don't get it. We don't need it. So I wait a little bit, you know, am I going to have to come up with a little bit of difference? I don't like to come up with very much difference on a cash deal with a truck. Right. (laughs) I like, I I told the last guy I bought this truck from, I said, we got a problem with this negotiation. He said, what's that? I don't see any lint on the table yet from the bottom of the dealer's pocket. (laughs) And I want to see the lint on the table from the bottom of his pocket until we have that. We don't have a deal. (laughs) I want to go all the way to the bottom of his pocket. You know, the, the Bible does talk about a debt that we have. 
and that debt is simply this. Um, it's in uh, Romans 15, and that, starting yeah. and, and a verse and verse 27. Uh, Paul says it this way. He says, it pleased them indeed, and they are their debtors. They, the, their, that he's talking about is Christians. For if the Gentile has been partaker in the spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to them in material things. He was speaking of the Jewish people. Um, we have the debt that we owe is a debt that we are to minister to the Jewish people in material things. Material things are a lot of things. Um, it's our time. It's our efforts. It's uh, sometimes it's our money. Uh, uh the, the blessings of being able to see them continue to uh, succeed. And, and that's one of the things that God called the Christian to do. You know, Pastor, something just came up there. Yeah. Indebtedness. Mm -hmm. we, have an, we have a debt to God. And that debt to God is because there is nothing you have, nothing I have, nothing you, the listener, has that is yours. It all came from God. God has blessed us with everything that we have. No, we don't own anything. No, we no. You, the job that you have, if you're a listener right now and, you, and you're employed somewhere, that job you have is a blessing from God that he gave you. Now, think about this. You take that blessing that God gave you as a job and the money that comes from that job, and then you go out and you get a credit card. And you put that money that God has blessed you with in debt to that credit card. How sinful can that be? You just put that that blessing that God gives, and I've done it. I've done it, man. Whew, I didn't ever know how I was going to get out. I struggled and fought to get out the same way everybody else does. You got to sacrifice to get out of it. Right. But we're we're we when we go into debt for something, we're literally taking God's blessing and put it into slavery. Yeah, yeah. We I can remember when we first started doing it. I mean, that meant not going out to dinner. Uh, we, anything that we were doing before basically stopped. We were basically, you know, getting by very, and very few groceries, uh, that we were doing. We weren't starving to death, but there was a lot of rice and beans. Let me Red tell you beans, that. rice, a little bit of ground, and, beef, uh, a little bit for flavor. <laughs> right. But it was the, we, we, we had a goal and you know, the difference between a goal and a, and a dream, do you know the difference between a goal and a dream? What's that? Uh, a goal is a dream with a time limit. Yeah. And that's like really, that. that's, that's really the truth. Uh, and, um, uh, to, to be able to know that we've set ourselves on a schedule to where we could get to that point, I think is very important. Um, and, and, it, and, I, and, and, and you know what, Lance, I, I even hate to think about it and talk about it because it was not easy, but we did it. And, um, I encourage people, you know, uh, it's not a, this is not a plug for, for Dave Ramsey, but he happens to be on this, on this network. And, um, uh, uh they, they talk about these types of struggles, uh, all the time and what it takes to do it. You hear people that are going on the show and, and uh, being able to, uh, be really blessed by the fact that they are completely debt-free. And some of these people, Lance, the, the, their, their debt loads and our debt load was never that this high, but their total debt load that they started working with Ramsey to get done. Some of them are as much as 300 or $400,000 that yeah. they were able to pay off in a, in a, into a four or five yeah. year plan. Yeah. You know how they did that? They went to work. It, it's what I call the Ramsey banquet. 
Okay. They participated in the Ramsey banquet every night. Dave Ramsey might get a kick out of this if he ever hears it. I call the Ramsey banquet red rice and beans with a little bit of hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, folks, this is the God Family Country Radio Show. Lance and I, we're going to take this break. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before, and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. The Jewish Foundation of San Antonio has set up an Israel Crisis Fund. Your donation will be matched dollar for dollar by a $1 million match from the Bar Yadin Family Foundation. 100% of your donation and that match goes directly to the victims of terror on Israel. Here's how you get in touch with them to make your donation. Write this down. Jewish Federation of San Antonio. Their phone number 210-302-6960. That number again, the Jewish Federation of San Antonio, you can contact them to donate to the Israel Crisis Fund, 210-302-6960. Remember, 100% of your donation and that match goes directly to the victims of terror on Israel. We thank you very much. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. Our Constitution is a document in which we, the people, tell the government what it is allowed to do. We, the people, are free. God bless you, Pastor Kurt, Lance Hoppus. We've talked about, you know, a lot of things. And uh, really, it's so important for us to understand, um, as Christians, our responsibility to the Jewish people. And, and, and when I talk about this, we're not talking about uh, all of Israel, okay? We are talking about God's chosen and elect of Israel. We owe a debt. Why, why do we owe the debt? You, I heard you say that in the last segment. What, is that, what does that really mean? Well, we have to understand what God has done through the Jewish people, uh, specifically in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. What has God done through the Jewish people? Well, the patriarchs and the matriarchs of the Bible, God chose them. Uh, every word in our Bible, with the exception of Luke, the book of Luke, was written and pinned, pinned to parchment and by done by Jewish hands. Uh, every bit of it. Understanding that the first family uh, that we have with Joseph and Mary, uh, who Mary gave birth to our Lord and Savior, who has always existed before the foundations of the world. We know who he is. We know that he is the creator of heaven and earth. We understand that he is God. It is God incarnate that is with us. He lived, our God, as a Jew. We have the disciples. We have the Apostle Paul. 
The Apostle Paul, what's so interesting about him being the apostle to the Gentiles, that's for us, is to understand who he really was. He had the equivalent, listen to this, he had the equivalent of two PhDs in Judaism by the time he was 21 years old. And God chose him to be the apostle to the Gentiles. On the road to Damascus, he says to him, Saul, Saul, that was his name before God changed his name to Paul. God says, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Now, you have to understand what we've talked about occasionally on the show in Hebrew, understanding when a name is given twice. Why that name, when it, when a name is given twice, it's one, a very real endearment. There is an intimate relationship. And so here is Paul, under his current name, on his way to Damascus to kill more Christians. And, and God stops him and says, no, you're going to be the apostle to the Gentile nation. And they are going to know me through your epistles. I'm paraphrasing, but this is exactly what the plan of God was. And, and so throughout all of history, um, we have been blessed for the last 3,000 plus years, 5,000, but 3,000 that we, we have this book, Old Testament and New Testament, to understand the value of what God did through the Jewish people. And this is what Paul is talking about, the debt that we owe to the Jewish people, why it is so important. If there was anywhere in scripture right here that would have been the place where Paul said, make sure you're teaching Jesus Christ to him, he would have said it right here. Now, the most amazing thing that we know, those that truly know God's word, we know who Jesus Christ is. We know that he's, he is God, God incarnate. He was the, the, Paul goes on to tell us that he was the creator of heaven and earth. Well, the God, of, the God of the Jewish people, we serve the same God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, who is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They don't know the name of Jesus because they've been blinded by God to not know it until the fullness of the Gentiles coming in, meaning that the more and more people that come to know Christ— that means that God is not through with his bride. His bride is still growing. But there will come a time when the rapture of the church will take place where the bride will be full to the last number that God predetermined before the foundations of the world ever began. And then God is going to lift the blindness off of the Jewish people. And they will know that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Until that time, we owe a debt of material things. And like I said, that's our time. That's our energy. That is, uh, uh, that, that is sometimes our monies. Now, we're going to have this event. And I've been talking about it. You probably started to hear the commercials on it. Um, and it's, the, the event is going to be called Common Ground, where we're going to bring Christians and Jews together, where we're, you're going to be sitting at the same tables with them. Uh, you're going to have a chance to meet each other and, and introduce yourselves to them. And they're going to have the opportunity to do the same with you. And the reason why I know this was God that gave me this 
was, which was so important for us to do was because we need to know each other right now more than ever. You've been listening to the show for any length of time. You know that Lance and I spend a lot of time with the Jewish people uh, and we love them and they love us. And and we've had the ability to uh, be helpful in, in, in many ways, but there's so much more for us to do. And by bringing you in and having you having the opportunity to be there and meet them and have a meet and greet, we're going to, we're going to talk about our relationships and, and how there are some, there is so much common ground with us. And we're going to have the ability to have uh, the IDF that'll be there. That'll give us a, an update on what's happening in Israel at the real time. There's never been a greater time for us to come together as Christians and Jews. And so we're going to have this event called common ground. Now, I've been talking about it. We're not going to disclose the location of where it is going to be. The time frame will be on the Wednesday, uh, Friday, or excuse me, Wednesday, February 28th at 7 p.m. The doors are going to open at 630. Uh, we'll have the time to have some beverages and, and to, be able to, uh, uh, to, to be able to get to know each other a little bit. And uh, the event will go on for about an hour, uh, uh, maybe an hour and a half uh, at the most. But it'll be a time for question and answers and that kind of thing that we'll be able to do as well. I'm going to be there, certainly. Lance is going to be there. Um, Pat Coyle has told us that he's going to come and be there, uh, that there, there's going to be this opportunity. So you can get a chance to, uh, to meet us. And at the same time, uh, be able to talk about these very important issues of being protective of the Jewish people. But as Lance and I have been talking to you, especially when we've got the numbers of the persecution of Christians in 2023, over 360 million Christians worldwide have been highly persecuted for only one reason, because they believe and know that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. And again, all the things we talked about in the first hour between Lance and I, we've been talking about Hamas and Hezbollah and ISIS and Boko Haram and all of these other groups, the Houthis, uh, all these different uh, proxies for Iran. We've been talking about them because of what their plans are. Their plans are, let's kill the Saturday people, the Jewish people, because that's the Sabbath. And so we can get to the Sunday people, that's you and I, and destroy us. We now find ourselves the reason for putting this group together is to bring Christians and Jews together to protect each other. Sharing our common ground and our love for the same God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And and so it's going to be a great event, Lance. It's going to be an opportunity for us to get together. Um, We're going to share stories um, uh, with, you know, how my relationship began with the Jewish people, why that began, how your relationship began. Uh, Those are all things that are going to become uh, paramount and to help you having a better relationship with them and for the Jewish people to have a better relationship with you. So mark your calendars. It's going to be February 28th. It'll be at 7 p.m. That's a Wednesday night, by the way. Now, how are you going to get to this location? Well, we're going to do this. And again, because of security, you're going to send me an email address that I'm going to give you. And once we receive that email, we are then going to send you the invitation so that you'll have the ability to come. That email address 
and I'll say it a couple of times between now and the time we close the show, is pastorcurtis at gmail.com. We did this last week and we had lots of people start to email. I will respond to you personally on each and every email along with that invitation. And it's simply going to be something that's, I believe it's going to be an incredibly blessed night for us. I think it's going to be something that's going to be very special. So, so the email address again, get, sure. get your writing thing together. Sure. It's, it's pastor Curtis at gmail.com. I'll spell it. It's P as in Paul, A as in Apple, T O R, pastor Curtis. You've got the S. Excuse me. P A S T O R K U R T I S at gmail.com. Um, Pastor Curtis at gmail.com. It'll be a great blessing for you. We will respond to you right away. The invitations are being made up. We should have them in our hands in just a, a next, uh, next day or two. And we will start sending them out to you so that you have this opportunity to be with us. It'll be an anointing blessing. Listen, we're hoping for several hundred people uh, to come. And, uh, and on both sides is what we're talking about. And it's a great opportunity to show your solidarity for the Jewish people. Um, it, 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 an opportunity to maybe see some things and, and, and hear some things that you've never truly heard before and how biblically important they become. And so that's the plan, Lance. What's your thoughts? Well, thought number one is, if you're asking yourself, well, why would I want to go do that? Well, ask yourself this question also. Do you truly believe Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God? And was he sent here as your savior? If you believe that, then you believe the rest of, of the story. And that is that in believing in him, our salvation lies there and we will have everlasting life in the kingdom of God and the family of God, which is the Jewish people. We're immediately adopted into the kingdom of God and adopted into the family of Christ. Christ is a Jew, not was, is, still lives. Okay. So, I, I know. Yeah, I know that you it, know. Jesus actually said, Lance, that salvation is of the Jews. That's exactly right. He did say that salvation is of the Jews because it came from the Jew, Jesus Christ Himself. Okay, so I, I know that you may be having the thought in your mind with some trepidation in there that, man, I don't know. You know, I don't know those those people. I don't know how they function. I don't know. You know, the, the Jewish people are pretty standoffish. No, they're not. They're not standoffish as in being, trying to be rude. They're very protective of themselves and for good reason. But if you go and show them just a little bit, bit of warmth, a smile, they warm up right away. You know, all they are is they're, they're scared, constantly scared. And I've known some very, very brave Jewish people, some warriors, literally. But when it comes down to being identified as being Jew, they have reason to have a personal fear, fear themselves, fear for their families. So, you know, it's time that we come together. The Christian and the Jew comes together. We reach across the table. We hold each other's hand in a good handshake and say, you know, I believe in the same God you believe in and you believe in the same God I believe in. There may be a twist or two in how we look at things. That's okay. I don't agree with everybody on everything. I'm sure you don't either, but let's agree on one thing. We are brothers and sisters in God. That's the absolute truth. And uh, I pray that you'll do that. It's Common Ground, February 28th. 
Uh, remember the email address, P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. We'll get that to you. Um, Lance, it's been a, a massive blessing uh, to to be with you tonight. And um, I'm just really thankful that we get the opportunity to do this show. Uh, folks, this is the God Family and Country Radio Show. Again, I want to encourage you to go to our podcast. Uh, follow the God Family and Country Radio Show. Just put in God Family and Country Radio Show, Pastor Kurt, and it'll be there for you. God bless you. God willing, we will see you next Sunday night. Good night. We'll be right here. There'll be days like this when everything falls in the place like the flick of a switch. Oh, my mama told me there'll be days like this.